Hello, welcome to 360 Yourself, the podcast show centered around self-awareness and improvement. I'm Jamie Neal, host of 360 Yourself. So, a little bit of information of how the podcast came about. In 2014, I had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, and not enough self-care. In the hospital, lying there with my thoughts, I had to rethink my entire way of life. The doctor said I was overworked and my body just gave up. Now, I'm not gonna say it wasn't scary, but it was a bit of a turning point for me. From there, I started to rebuild myself, reading hundreds of self-help books and questioning everything from, why do we have triggers? Why do we have egos? What is manifesting and what is identity? Many years later, someone recommended that I start a podcast because I've always been interested about how others lead their lives. And thus, 360 Yourself was born, interviewing incredible minds about how they understand themselves and how they utilize their knowledge and awareness to set out into their space. 360 Yourself is a dedicated podcast meeting brilliant and curious minds and looking at the world around them. I speak to artists, musicians, sports athletes, authors, CEOs, and experts in human behaviors, released every Sunday at 12 p.m. I ask questions about their mindset, journey, values, and ethos to fully understand how each of their minds work. How can we become more of ourselves to grow to the ultimate person we know we can be? If you do enjoy the episodes that you're listening to, please visit our Instagram page at 360 underscore yourself to let us know what you like and how you're learning. Or you can email us jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. That's jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to 360 Yourself. I hope you're having a lovely morning, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to 360 Yourself. Don't know why I did that uh, voice, but you know what? Sometimes you just want to have a bit of a sing song. I woke up this morning and I was like, I haven't really had a boogie or a dance in a long time. I'm like, I need to go to a disco. Um... Thinking about just having a dance or uh, having a disco, it's about the small moments, isn't it? Right? The small moments in life, whether I, I don't know about you, but I love getting up and having a coffee. Like, I swear to you, I dream about the excitement that I have about coffee. I really love it. I can only have once uh, once a day, um, but I just love it. I just do. And this is my happy thing. I mean, I'd love to invest in a coffee company in the future. If you heard this and in 15 years time, I, I have invested in the, the coffee company or a coffee company, you know where you heard it. Um, but we've got an amazing conversation today about the little things in life, right? We all get bogged down. Um, I know I certainly do. I, I do get bogged down in, in some of the grander things in life and the things that we're working towards. And there's so much going on, like we had we have the war that's going on. Can you believe it's been a year? And then we've had the Oscars recently, and all those accolades. And if you haven't seen um, everything everywhere all at once, just take a moment. It's now I believe it's on Amazon. Um, it's been out a year. I mean, everyone that won so deserved one. It's the most amazing script. I mean, you'll never ever see a movie like it. And then also a big shout out to Brendan Fraser as well, because he won the Oscar. Now he went through so much trauma. He went through crazy things. I mean, he was at the height in the nineties and then suddenly he just fell off a cliff and he had to do all the work and get surgery. And he just wanted a way back into Hollywood. And then finally this this role comes along and then it does really, really well. And then he wins the award. And and I can only imagine how much he really had to root in the present or what he has, like his 
his family, his friends, like the small things in life, like that's the things he have to root in into because when we associate our life and our career together as one, when our career does really well, we're really happy. And if our career does badly or not as what we thought it was going to do, our days are feeling bad and sad. And it's quite tricky for your friends and your families to really be around you when you're really up and down depending on your career. And you have to really take a moment to not be affected so much. Yes, our careers are really important, but it's about us and about enjoying our life. And I'm enjoying those days. And having this conversation with Miss Norwood, I really enjoyed and took away so much and tried to put it into my life, whether that is we're discussing about journaling, uh, negative thoughts, positive thoughts, how to get around that. So I really want you to take a moment and enjoy the conversation that we had with me and Miss Norwood. how are you doing welcome to the podcast thank you for having me i'm we're just talking about your t-shirt choose love love that yeah. i just i think i was i've been listening to a lot of more a lot more uh, i've been listening to a lot more uh episodes on other podcasts and just stories about just like i was looking at, i'm actually going to watch the uh, the film coda because I'm a bit late oh, to the to the uh, to the the party, and it, I think it like won like an Oscar last year or something. But it also premises about love, and I think we just need to. Die. I was thinking a lot about love recently, mm-hmm. just how we need to spend more time loving because there's so much in the world that's going wrong. I was reading today about uh, Ukraine. There's never never strike from Russia and stuff. So I just I, that's why I said to you earlier, I was like, what does that say? Choose. Love? I just love that. I love that phrase. Just choose love. Like life is so simple, but also so complicated, but also so chaotic, but can be so simple if you just go choose love. Sorry, that was a ramble. No, no, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just there's, there's things I've been thinking about recently about entering in spaces. But if you just go with love, in spaces that you might be scared to go into, whether it is like a new job or like you go into like parties or like events or whatever. But if you go in with like an open heart and just go with love and just like go, I'm going to help people. I think that like as isn't to like uh, this writer called Brett Goldstein who just did um, t- uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, he was one of the writers and he was in it. I think he plays play, like Roy Kent. I don't know if you watch it, but anyway, he was talking about just like going into spaces and just like being really humble and nice and just like open and i think more people need to go go into spaces like that i think you probably would help you help yourself i agree i think i think the key there is like empathy and like Mm. you know i think yeah especially coming out of like teenage years now like recognizing that like when you're judging yourself you know you're judging others and if you're having empathy towards yourself and empathy towards others you know you're able to to be more free in a space and just enjoy the moment of it. And like, just, I just, I'm one of those people that I feel like if you put positive energy out into the world, it will, it will come back at you as well. You know, you, oh. you believe it. And like, I just, I always try and set for the day, like to make sure that I'm like a, a positive um, influence to others in my day, you know? Of course. I, I was saying to my mum about this, about if you, if you think positive things, so I always say, I have a mantra to myself. I say, good things happen to me. 
or good things come to me, right? And I was explaining this to my my mother about just positive reinforcement in your mind because good things will come to you because you are thinking it and then it will just the energy will just flow through. But if you're thinking all the time, oh, bad things can happen to me, bad it's gonna happen to bad things can happen to me, I'm not gonna blah, 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 then bad things will happen to you because you're thinking it and then somehow your body just emits that energy. I don't I can't explain it, but it really does help. And if I think these things, then generally good things will happen. But also I think you notice good things more than bad things. Hundred percent. It's that things I'm like a massive advocate for doing like mindfulness practice and like journaling. Um, mm-hmm. that's completely transformed my like mental health essentially um and one of the key things I do is try and do every day I try and write like three positive things of the day and mm-hmm. like at least three things I'm grateful for and in the, the morning more it, like, the more you just discover more and more things that are just yeah. positive and you find like gratitude and like the simplest of things like your cup of coffee and you know it's just as cheesy as it sounds like it's, it's... it's, it's, it's you know I it's know like, oh, a cup of coffee yeah that's beautiful do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's true because some people only life. wish they had a, had money. I I love listening to like uh, success stories and like people who had like forty dollars in their bank account or whatever it is, and then they only wish they could have a cup of coffee at that moment. And if you've got money in your bank or you get something free or I don't know, the sun comes out, it's like simple things like that. Because someone at that point in time whoever that person was, if you would listen to that podcast, only wished they could have that cup of coffee, but they only got $40 in their thing. And then obviously they came, as the story goes, they get famous or whatever. But I just like those sort of stories about simple things. It's, uh, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? The world. Especially as a, like an actor, like you can get so caught up in like these like big yeah. concepts of success and like what you want your life to be especially you know I'm I'm very ambitious and like I know the sort of you know what I would love to achieve in my life and you know it takes time it's a journey and like being able to go actually and sit back and just be grounded in the things that are are really beautiful and simple and positive and mm. you know like a cup of coffee um I think it's so it is important. otherwise you just you just spiral out yeah you do spiral so you life you know so I want to obviously add in so we know each other from years and years ago. So for context for people. So I've known you how many? Five years, been, six years? I must have been like 15, I think. No, yeah. 15. 15. So so nearly six years then. Yeah. Yeah, nearly six oh years. God, no. Yeah. So so you were in a in a production that I was working on as the one of the creative teams. This is was in, in Kingston, which is in uh, London, or just outside London. And so I've known you since then. And then you obviously, I you keep it, you keep in touch with a couple of people like that you've had like a connection with and experiences with. And then suddenly now you're like you've done your, your drama school, and now you've just done um, Heartstopper, which is a Netflix, and you've got the new show as well on on Channel Four that's coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just I just love that. It's just so fascinating how life just comes together, and you meet people and then you meet them again and then it's different it's just i find it so fascinating goods that whole separate 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 yeah serpendipity is that how you call it serpendipity is that how you say it yeah yeah like the whole thing about like you see someone and then you come back and then you see them differently and then they've they've grown and you grown and then you're just like you see but things haven't really changed within the person unless they've like they were not so great and then now they're nice person but generally speaking people don't change that much 
And so you're still the same energy. You've just grown and you know a bit more. And then you come back together and you're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I think, I don't know, I've like, in recent years, I've got quite like spiritual and in, in that I, I just feel like the universe like has like a plan for all of us. And like, and yeah, the people that you're meant to meet and see again in your life and, you know, it, it does happen and you have to like, you know, surrender to that. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's lovely to be reminded of like my 15 year old self yeah oh do we a very different person to when I was 15 I'm sure we all but I think we all need to listen to like our inner child though don't we I think we all need to listen to like where we are like imagine your 15 year old 16 year old self saw you what you were doing now and you're like oh I've just done a Netflix show okay cool and now I'm on channel four brilliant okay cool (laughs) (laughs) I just think since graduating um drama school it's the first time I've been outside of education um ever in my life really um and so I've been sort of thinking you know back to back on you know life being very re- reflective and stuff and it's something that I'm really trying to like like you said about your inner child and stuff just recapture like more of who I was before you know the teenage years and the mm. anxiety, all those and like going to drama school and like the weight of like becoming an adult and you know starting a career just refinding like you know what I really valued when I was 15 and doing you know wind in the willows the rose theater in kingston do you know what i mean like yeah yeah because also our our agendas change and our intention not our intention but the things we want and the things what we deem valuable change potentially as well because you don't know as much and now you're like oh i get you get older and you also have more responsibility if we could just maybe tap into like our younger selves and go oh this is because we i assume i only assume that when you're younger you have less things that you worry about because you're younger, because you've got so much responsibility. So then you're what you value, which is mostly your friendship and your friend group, because that's like you hear like. It's so interesting you say that, because I think for, maybe for most people, but I I grew up with so much anxiety. Like, really? I, yeah, I was such an anxious, anxious um, like teenager, really, really anxious, very socially anxious, just very, you know, concerned about a lot of things. And I, I the things that I placed weight on actually words you know doing those shows and stuff and like acting was like the most important thing to me and singing and dancing Mm -hmm. that was the most important thing I never cared about social groups at school like none of that was important to me um interesting it's yeah like I've had to like really like learn to like yeah like learn to like you know not be anxious which is is very hard thing but it's taken a you know a really long time but I'm I'm definitely got there and getting there you know it's a continued journey But, um, I think I think I now I more weight on my friendships and stuff and things like that um, because those yeah. those those are the human connections that hold you together and yeah. I think when I was fifteen, I think this must have been two thousand and six. No, two well two thousand and four. I think I was that was uh, fifteen sixteen. There wasn't really like social media. I think also social media plays a massive thing as well. Like I think obviously the environment and society changes. So I I was only concerned of like mostly my friends and like I think my friends are mostly concerned about their friends and like the dynamic within that. But I think mommy, when you were fifteen, which is I don't know what what year it was, I think obviously society has changed as well. So there are different things that you want or you're thinking about and stuff. Where like I didn't even really have like mindfulness. It was never it was meditation was never like discussed yeah. we didn't have mental health conversations it just wasn't talked about yes, neither did I and like I, you know I, I would when I was in secondary school it was like we said it was like what five years ago yeah um, things have shifted so much since then and like 
I think younger generations do have a much more of an awareness of mental health and stuff in a way that we didn't like I didn't realize that I I was anxious all the time until I stepped back and go those aren't normal thinking patterns and it yeah it's taken like other people to point it out to me and me to realize that like oh the state that I was living in was a state of anxiety that was really unhealthy for my mental health um what was what 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 made you step back and go oh because like certain things like going I'm really nervous about delivering this line mm. like if you're in a play right if you're in a rehearsal yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's that's normal so how did you step back to go I'm I'm feeling a certain way and this shouldn't be normal this is like not not whatever normal is but I shouldn't yeah, feel yeah. anxious about this like um, what made you because some things are just they are like you you get nervous on certain things I am I was very self-deprecating and I still am like quite hard on myself and like I think I think it's good to you know to be self-disciplined and to 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 feel like you can do things better I think that's a really important thing to have but I I, it would like eat me alive you that I was so self-deprecating um and I when I would be doing plays and theater shows and stuff I'd really struggle if I felt like I'd done a really awful job you know my my reaction would be to break down in tears and that's normal and it took you know like directors and like mentors within that to go like you this isn't it's not that big a deal I, <laughs> and I you, remember and you killing it realizing it yeah but i remember you like killing it and you'd be like <laughs> oh i don't know and i'm like what are you on about you killed it you're so brilliant oh thank you thank you yeah it, 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 yeah it's interesting your mind can completely like yeah. the way you the situation can be different and so that's how- definitely the start of things and- so how did you then rectify certain those conversations that you're having with yourself and 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 de-escalate that anxiety or those spirals that you and now be where you are now and go I can't I, I can manage it I have tools now uh, I've had therapy like talking therapy and then I had CBT therapy that's I good found, one. yeah I think I, there was a lot of like things thoughts I needed to get out and talk to somebody about which is why I found talking therapy a really useful thing to have at first mm-hmm. and then I had uh, cognitive behavioral therapy um, mm-hmm. and that was really pivotal for me actually because it's going it, it goes, it's it's like science isn't it it's like it's like yeah it's just the factual things we can do to change our mind right you know like right I, I write down if I feeling if I still feel anxious about things I'll go right like I'll allow myself to have five minutes to write down to sit with my anxiety and write down everything I'm feeling anxious about because anxiety is a natural human response right for sure so you know it's it's not a bad thing to feel anxious as long as it doesn't, you know, permeate your, your your environmental situations or your, you know, social life or whatever, um, or eat you alive. Um, so yeah, I let myself like sit with my anxieties, like writing a list of everything I feel anxious about and journaling and stuff and just getting it out of my body. Um, and I find that really, really useful. Um, and also going like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I found that the more I've made mistakes, because I was so afraid of making mistakes throughout my childhood and my teenage years and inevitably in life you do and the more you make mistakes you realize oh the consequences aren't that bad do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) like yeah obviously they can be really bad and like don't make bad bad mistakes but like just messing things up you know getting you know too drunk or whatever it is you know it it, that really helped that exposure to the things that I felt anxious about it's interesting I but more people need to be comfortable with failure and mistakes because that's, how, that's, that's honestly how you learn. 
Like yeah. literally is how you learn. And if you don't make mistakes and you don't struggle to understand why you did something wrong or whatever, you never grow. Because then you just stay the same and you need to do those things to grow. Especially as an artist, like, you know, I think what I learned, what, one of the great things I learned at drama school was there is no expectation for the work you're doing. You know, as an actor, particularly, you know, you can't go into a scene going, I'm going to be playing it like this way and it's going to have to go this way. And if I don't do it this way, then I've, you know, I've, I've, I've not done it right. It, it's, it, everything is, you know, is so present and in the moment. And like, that is the beauty of it is that we don't know where it's going. We don't know what, 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 what way it's going to go and how we're going to feel about it um, and how we're going to experience something. Mm. Um, and like learning that at drama school really helped me like surrender into like going, okay, like we don't, we don't know what, what's going to happen. And um, that's, that's life. life. <laughs> that's yeah. life. That's um, life. It is though, is it? Cause we try to, I mean, the only thing, the, the beautiful, beautiful notion about life is the only thing you can control. And I, and I echo this and I have to echo it back to myself is the only thing you can control is the, what is how you react to things. Yeah. That's literally yeah. the only thing you can control. So when people have control mania, which is I like to have control over like my projects and what mm. I'm doing, because I just like to I like to do it a certain way, but I'm really open to collaboration and I love that sort of thing. But I like to have a little bit of control. But the only thing you can control is yourself. And you can't really control how someone's going to react. You can't control. So you just sometimes you just got to say things and then let them talk and then you react rather than thinking overthinking and going how they're going to react because you can't control that just how they're going to react but it, it's it's so fascinating isn't it this this idea about control about our lives and and everything but literally nothing is in control because it's yeah. just life that's life especially as an actor you know with your career and stuff you know we have you have no idea you know what the next work's going to be and when it's going to be and what yeah. you're going to be doing next and you know you I've definitely had to learn to surrender into that going oh I have no idea what the next year has in store for me and that's a really new thing for me having you know just come out of education for the first time you know I've always had I've always known well I'm going to be at school aren't I and then I'll probably be doing youth theatre and you know, you know <laughs> yeah but, you know and you that's your whole life and yeah. yeah coming out now I'm like oh oh it's like oh wow I'm, I'm an freelance adult. life and you but you choose that though and the, the great, great thing about life is that you can choose how you want to live your life. Yeah, 100%. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. I'm very privileged to be on a, a journey, which is something that I've dreamed of for a really long time. Great. And so let's so let's backtrack. So we so Heartstopper. So obviously mm -hmm. I can't not have a conversation with you, with you without mentioning Heartstopper, right? So tell me how actually that went down. Like how did you land the role in Heartstopper on Netflix? Yes. So I was in my second year of drama school and it was COVID. So we were doing Zoom drama school and I was feeling very disenfranchised by it. You know, I was kind of grieving the loss of what I dreamt of for a really long time because I wasn't getting the training or the experience I signed up for. And I saw on Twitter and on the uh, the NYT members um, sort of opportunities page, this open casting call for a few characters in Heartstopper. And there was a one character sort of vaguely fitting my physical description um, called Darcy. Uh, so I was like, oh, I might as well apply. Like, you know, not really enjoying drama school. Um, not thinking I get it though, like at all. <laughs> anyway, I got I got asked to do a self-tape for Darcy. And then I got recalled for the character that I got, which was Imogen. Um, and then, yeah, 
and then it sort of all spiraled from there like it was like so you get cast and then like three weeks later you're like oh i'm in rehearsals now great wow okay oh so that really was easy. it was really quick it was really oh, quick so into rehearsals oh yeah, wow yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah i think i was one of the last people to be cast so yeah i was in like you know two weeks later suddenly getting phone calls about fittings and everything you know and it was a whole yeah whole journey just learning you know the ropes of the film industry because I had no experience of it and then my the, my next question is well I'm assuming you didn't have an agent at that time so yeah. negotiating a contract with a big company called Netflix and also the production company how did that I mean I don't want to pry in too much but how did that for you also being in second year as well that's because that's quite a yes. hard situation to be in yeah I guess I mean for me it was like when I got permission from my school to do it I uh, I sent the contract over to a couple of my teachers you know who you know worked as actors yeah, and stuff, yeah. to, like check it through um luckily like the lovely um Lucy um from Daniel Edwards casting who's a casting team sat down with me on a zoom and sort of talked me through my contract and explained oh, it to me that's um, nice. so yeah that was really lovely um but yeah no I didn't have an agent um it wasn't until sort of right towards the end of filming actually um where I, I met with a few agents and then I signed with the one I've got now brilliant so yeah because I think it's we talk about this little thing about being in education sometimes you get all, these amazing opportunities and 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 I was saying that education is really great but the whole point of you going to edge to these educational institutes and like whatever is to get a job or mm. to go into an internship or whatever and so sometimes you are thrust upon an opportunity and sometimes you just got to take it because that's the whole point of like going to these drama schools or art schools whatever you have to go and go and do it it's so funny though because a lot of people say this to me and like I really wanted to do three years of drama school I really wanted the training I really wanted the experience like drama school was a dream in itself for me that I really really wanted and I didn't get that fully really um, and that's something that I'm still like processing because it was like a really big dream of mine. It was like my whole life was like, I'm going to be at drama school. Yay. <laughs> um, so that was that was a shame uh, that I didn't get that. But like, you know, like I was saying earlier, like th- having, you know, the training on set was amazing. And like, you know, especially with film and TV, you don't learn. You can't you can't um, you learn the best on the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was very very lucky and fortunate and that it was a very positive thing to come out of a of a negative thing which was the covid drama school situation yeah well but the way that universe works is it always works for you rather than against you and now you have a new show coming out tomorrow on channel four so yes. explain this show how much can you how much can you tell me i mean this actually this episode will go out afterwards so it should be fine should be yeah fine. Um, so it's like a single drama. So it's like basically like a film for Channel 4, essentially. Um, and it's sort of, it discusses um, rape culture and um, sexual assault, particularly within private school um, systems. Wow, and okay. Like the WhatsApp group chats and like the boys' language that they talk about. And then, you know, it's, it's got a massive conversation about privilege and you know who has privileged and who who we believe and who is supported um and yeah it's so it's it's a heavy heavy subject it's, matter. it's quite deep it's quite yeah. deep I, I yeah, had a... it, was the, it was the loveliest filming you know it's funny when you're doing these like you know more intense you know heavier projects mm-hmm. actually like it's such a laugh on set not because of the subject matter but because yeah everyone, yeah you know you have to keep morale high and it was I, such a I, I wonder what the the 
the environment and uh, energies like on horror films you know like mm-hmm. when they do like saw or like the house yeah. of wax these really or like, or like do you know what I mean these really like grotesque things and I'm like what is the vibe on set I think it's so fun I mean I've not done one yet hopefully I will yeah um, I've always I mean, been told I have the eyes for horror movie I get told but, uh, yeah I horror horror and these sort of um uh, the these sort of like dramery things are like massive now on Netflix. I mean, mo- mm. many people they do. Everyone always wants a thriller, thriller and horror thriller, scripts yeah. and stuff. Um, so I'm sure you'll probably do a thriller at some point soon because there's mm. so many scripts out. But it's so fascinating. So yeah. So um, how long was the process um, from start to finish? So so from learning, getting the script, learning it, rehearsal, shooting. How long was that process? God, you know what? I can't remember. The script changed. There was a few different drafts. When I signed on, there was a slightly different plot line for my character, but it's, it's evolved quite a bit, as you know, they always do. And you, right, know, right, you right. can see it in the edit. You're like, oh, wow, completely different from, you know. Yeah, my, my name was Mary. Now it's Joseph. Do you know what I mean? No, my, my name literally changed. <laughs> no, it didn't. I only like it was like Alicia at first and I was Alice. But, um, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like a whole total switch. No. Right. Okay. Um, and we only, it was only like two and a half weeks, the whole thing. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But really? Still, That's yeah, quick. But, yeah yeah it was it was really quick and it was such a a great experience for me you know being in every day and you know we would do night shoots and then day shoots and stuff and we're all in this hotel in Cardiff together and it was really lovely and Um, who wrote it and directed it Nadira Amrani was the director and Ah. she was wonderful very sort of up and coming she's directed a few episodes of Extraordinary on Disney Plus which I've Mm -hmm. heard yes yeah 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 yep yep Emma Dennis Edwards is um, the writer. And cool. again, like, I think this might be her her TV debut writing. Um, wow, amazing! So yeah, and oh, she does such a great job because I think what's so special about um, about this is that the they, when there's texting in it, they, they actually come up in real life. So it's kind of there's a stylized element to it and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's so fascinating those shows like Sex Education and like Consent and stuff. Like I really like that sort. Of, I'm 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 interested to ha- to know how they shoot it because like you see like a progression from season one, season two of like Sex Education, then it becomes much more advanced. Like just the technology and the way that they communicate and the way that they show things. Like the opening of like season, I think it was like season three or season two of Sex Education. Like that opening, I was like, oh my wow! Just that opening is incre- incredible, and how and how we use technology. And I think it's so fascinating. Like imagine like fifteen years ago, and you, that you'd watch it on TV show, and then you'd have like these little bubble things pop up. You're like, mm. what the fuck's this bubble thing? <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, and also I feel like it's such an it is a new dimension and the fact like everybody is on their phones like all the time now yeah um, i have to regulate that and it means that you know if we're going to represent that on tv and film then we need to think of new new creative ways in order to do that to keep it engaging um yeah it's not always interesting just to you know to see the text typed out or whatever you know and i think that's um but it is it is fascinating i think great writing also is about is acknowledging the everyday. So like sometimes you see like in scenes, they don't have their phone on them or like there's no, there's not texting. Who doesn't not text? Depending on who you are, of course, but like, yeah. some, do you know what I mean? Like some people, they never like say, see someone texting or like whatever. And I'm like, people, some people have their phones on them all the time. But like, oh, I've got your phone on them. No, like yeah. she doesn't have their phone on them. Like, yeah. unless you accidentally leave it at home because you're running out the door, like, no one really, always, everyone has their phone on them all the time. Anyway, yeah, never ramble. <laughs> but, um, so, so for me, like, I love to know, like, with your, 
the ability now to um, understand how to be grounded, even though you are ambitious, because I love talking to ambitious people. And you've obviously done two very, very accomplished projects. How do you see yourself moving forward as a as a person? Like, because obviously, like, we all want things and we want to be nominated for whatever it is and we want to have a business over here we want to have a house over here and because that's the society now because we always want more like that's a thing right we always want more but i'd like to know like how because i think the question is also what we don't really ask ourselves which is something i'm asking more of myself is not what who you um what you what you what you want to do is who do you want to be like how do you want to sort of navigate the space that you are occupying as you're auditioning and as you are playing these roles and stuff like what do you what do you want to do 100 it's something that I do this is something I also ask myself because I have you know very like um like set career goals and life goals and stuff like you were talking about like you know doing this sort of project working with this sort of director you know blah, blah 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 that it's like I feel like it is really important to go who who do I want to be What's the kind of person I want to be? I, I I pride myself on on being quite um introspective, and I think you have to be as an actor, and sort of yeah, asking myself how do I improve as a person? How can I be how can I be better? I want to be the best version of myself. So I love that question. Um, who do I want to be? I I always want to I want to be really authentic. I think that's the thing for me. I want to. I think it's so easy, especially with this sort of industry, to fall in a trap of. And I have already, you know, found it, you know, with auditioning, you go, okay, who do they want me to be? Um, which, and just making sure I'm like staying away from that and going, no, I'm going to show up in the most authentic version of myself with my most authentic version of the character. And also being grounded in the fact that like I, my interpretation of things, my perception on life, my experiences of life are are worthy of of, of being shared and um oh yeah if that makes sense like I don't need to be I don't need to be a blueprint of a successful actor before me in order to be successful I need to be who I am and because that resonates with people I yeah so okay. like showing up authentically is definitely yeah I mean Lizzo just won like Grammy for I think it was like best I mean I don't know if you've watched Grammys but I I didn't really know I'll be honest I didn't really know who Lizzo was until like two years ago I think mm. yeah, maybe like too. a year and a half ago I didn't got, I got a clue and then I basically someone told me and then I was like and I did a bit more research and I was like oh my and then I listened to the lyrics and I was like she is so authentic like she's yeah. so herself and I think I echo what you're saying like to really turn up to you because people love her because she's so authentic she's yeah. literally just herself 100% I think that's why you know especially like yeah it's something I'm really trying to to do and is you know whenever I show up at things because it's like you know, especially as an actor you can go to like quite intimidating events and stuff and you meet people that you admire and you know it's oh. terrifying and like I'm definitely somebody that like I feel like I, I want people to like me um but actually realizing that the people that I often immediately like straight away are the people that couldn't care less if people liked them and they just show up as themselves this is this is so true like when you meet when this is a, this is the thing right everyone is somehow dealing with imposter syndrome some yeah. s- some sort <laughs> right they don't... Sort of events, yeah yeah, do you know what I mean? Especially when you go to like award ceremonies and like these party things and stuff. And some people want to be looked at and some people just like, I'm just turning up. 
And I think if you talk to them as a real person, because that whole saying that everyone goes to the toilet the same the same way, right? <laughs> if you just, but I think if you just went and just talked to people like normal people, even if they have like three BAFTA awards and an Oscar and whatever, I think people like there was. A, I think there was that that um, that uh, Harrison Ford interview with that um, this morning presenter, and it was Harrison Ford and Ryan Ren, Ryan Gos. I think it was Ryan Gosling doing an interview mm-hmm. and this presenter was just like the most authentic funny and they were just having a bundles of laugh and I, I think I think her career did pretty well after that um mm-hmm. but it does she was like she was not phased it was Harrison Ford she was just having a really good time and just yeah. being normal and I think and, the, and obviously we can see that she's having a great time but also like it just it it takes down barriers of people because you don't want anything from them you just want to have a really good time and a good laugh 100%. and just talk to them as a human being. So taking down those walls. 100%. And I think something, yeah, I think um, something I do pride myself on is like, I am quite an open person. And like, I, I like to have, you know, conversations with people that, you know, sometimes are taboo and stuff. And like, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open about that in, you know, my the relationships I have in my life. And that that opens other people up and like, you know and then there's a whole level of connection and authenticity that you wouldn't have if you if you do you know kept everything inside you and didn't share and like I just think sharing is yeah sharing your experiences and stuff is amazing and sharing yeah, I, just, is caring. I, I just want to like experience everything in life and meet different people and like you know be inspired by different people like you know we only have mm. one life I'm going to want to meet you know all different walks of life and people that I possibly can it's probably why I'm an actor for sure, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a really maybe a question that is maybe silly or not. But is there any story or person that you would like to explore in a scene, in a script, in Ooh. something? Is there is there is there, any, is there any story that you go? You know what? I'd love to really explore. Blah. Oh, good question. There's so much. I think I think for me, I'm really interested in female um, rage and like anger. Right. I think. Yeah. I think as women, it's something that's really not like explored a lot at all. Uh-huh. And that's something I'm really fascinated in. And I think that's the sort of role I would love to to explore is like a yeah female rage. Also, I think um, something that actually I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing about as well, based on my own experience, is like a lot of um, female health and how that's, you know, not at all researched properly and funded and, you know, particularly in western medicine um so storylines based around that i'm really really interested in mm, i mean i'm as soon as you heard so, said rage i imagine like a female actor just grabbing like a violin just going, <laughs> just trashing the <laughs> that's the start of the performance art piece yeah go <laughs> around oh, well, yeah Gee, I love a good I love a good performance art. There's a there's a show, there's a company called Peeping Tom, and they do some really, really interesting theatrical oh, device cool. sort of stuff. And it's sort of like that sort of stuff. They're very they're very, very interesting. If anyone's interested, definitely check out Peeping Tom. It will it will open your mind up to a new level of creativity mm-hmm. and art. Um yeah. but as we come to a close of the episode, unfortunately, um, I always love asking my guest a give back. What would you give back to your younger self or someone listening? Uh, it could be a podcast. It could be a mantra. It could be a quote. It could be anything. What would you give back to someone? Um, I it'd do what I have briefly mentioned before, which is uh, mindfulness journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can, It's completely transformed my life. Um, 
if you need a format what I love to do is sort of like the first part of my mindfulness journaling just to do like a sort of story time of like what's been happening in my life recently mm-hmm. you know then sort of moving on to like anything I'm anxious about and just like allowing myself to like write those down and put them on the page and then you know going to more okay like what are positive things in my life what am I looking forward to what are the goals that I want to be setting what's the person I want to be and being really mindful with that um I think if I'd started that earlier yeah that would have been amazing and I'm so glad that it's something I have in my life I I'm so grateful for for the knowledge of that um Mm. yeah I think it can transform your perception on yourself and life there are so there are so many mindfulness journey books nowadays that you can buy, and they're really really good. It's not just like getting a a notepad and just like jotting down. There's so many books that give you like details of like how, and instructions of how to do yeah. it as well, and just kind of guide you through it. Um, so there's no there's no reason why you would sometimes some because sometimes fear of journaling down your thoughts because you don't know what's going to come out or where yeah. to start. That's that's the big thing. Like, where do you start when you write? Well, you just stop. You just write. Yeah also just knowing that like nobody has to read it so you know your deepest darkest secrets can be in there and that's mm-hmm. okay and then also once they're on a page suddenly they're not that deep or that dark probably um yeah. you know unless you you know a mass murderer or something then... or, or you just be like i always wanted to be in a massive bowl of spaghetti and that could be a, a thing yeah and hey it's a judgment-free zone so maybe exactly Maybe not. <laughs> I watched a TV. Oh, I didn't watch it. I watched a trailer of a TV show. And it was a, a guy who gets hired to make people into pizzas. And Terrifying. Was... Not like, not, okay, great. My mind instantly went to like using people as ingredients for pizzas. But um, yeah, like that. Oh, like that. Not like, not like <laughs> making like the shape of a pup. No, no, no. Like people, people are like in doughs, that giant, like a giant pizza. And these people are like in the dough and they get the sauce and the cheese get thrown on them and stuff. And he's got a massive pin and he's like a pizza, you know, like a fetish thing. It's like people enjoy being turned into pizzas. What? Yeah. Wow. People can't see my face, but my, my mouth has been wide open. It's great, um, isn't it? Wow. Pe- yeah. People people were journaling in that and then, then it came true. Gosh. Well, you learn something every day, don't you? Exactly. I just like anything you probably have written, wrote down, or anything you probably thought. Mm. Someone has thought it, or oh, something yeah. exists like that. It's Funny literally that. fact. That's so comforting as well. Like I was saying about like things that you feel like you're judging yourself for. Once you realize other people that you admire and like are also feeling those ways or experiencing yeah. that thing, you realize, oh, it's not. Something yeah. I judging myself do you, do you not even even the funny thing, right? As simple as like. Why is a shoe called a shoe, right? You might th- think, well, that's such a silly question to ask yourself, mm. right? But you know when shoes were invented, someone probably asked that question as well. Like, what yeah. is this shoe and why is it called a shoe? So <laughs> it, do you know, it's, it's a very simple analogy, but someone has thought, thought about something or someone has spoke something for yeah. thousands and thousands of years. So whatever you think or say, someone has already done it. Yeah, 100%. So there to leave are. you with that, it's uh, a little <laughs> pocket knowledge. Um, I want to say thank you so much for coming on 360 Yourself. You have been 360. Thank you very hey, much. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our awesome guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our astonishing episodes released every Sunday, 12 p.m. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. 
You can also find us on Instagram for more discussions, education and inspiration at 360 underscore yourself. The host, that's me, Jamie Neal on Instagram at JamieNealJN. And once again, thank you for listening and remember to 360 yourself.